Five. All right. Welcome back to Coast to Coast, which, as promised, I do have a new introduction planned. I know how much you guys love the poems that I used to do for a few weeks back. So I figured every every episode, uh, this could last, it could not. I don't know how it's going to go. But I'm just going to read off a new poem every every time we record, which shouldn't be too much to ask considering only four lines. So here goes nothing just to get you guys warmed up, ready in the basketball mood. The NBA season is upon us. How great that feels. What could make it worse? Not Godzilla. Not even a car without wheels. Welcome back. NBA's back. That was just fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, we had we had two games last night to get us back in the swing of things, and now full slate of games tonight. I, I'm pretty sure almost is every team playing uh, either yesterday or today. I'm pretty. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I think so. Um, you're the Rockets, and like half your team's not playing anyway. But. Yeah. So I guess yeah. like tw- 29 of the team. Well, all 30 teams are playing, but at least one of them. Only half the roster is able to suit up. But, yeah, we had Warriors-Nets last night where Kevin Durant kept uh, his preseason dominance role going with another fine performance against his former team. And also Kyrie Irving looked good. Really, the, the whole Nets looked good against Golden State, who uh, was obviously without Klay Thompson, but also Draymond Green with an injury. James Wiseman's first game, it, it was a lot of Steph Curry and uh, – bunch of guys who are probably either rookies or second year guys are I mean it's it's not it's not like like there are other veterans like Kelly Oubre or uh, Andrew Wiggins are that old too so I mean I, I didn't really know what to expect going into last night but we ended up getting basically two blowouts out of the Lakers made it close for a little while but then I think we all knew who, we all knew who the better team was there but yeah what do you guys think watching the games last night I mean I don't I thought the Nets looked really good, but I don't think that's reason for people to overreact like we were kind of talking about last night because it just confirmed what we already knew about the Nets. They're really strong when they're healthy, and they have two of like the top players in basketball when they're healthy. That doesn't say anything about what they're going to be doing in February or March when it's going to count more potentially towards the playoffs and when it's going to have, we're going to have played more games, so it's going to have taken more of a toll on them physically. So I don't, I, this doesn't tell us anything we didn't already know about the Nets. Yeah, and also, it sort of showed that they're not really good on defense. They didn't play a great defensive game. It's just the Warriors missed, like, 20 wide-open shots. I think the game started with two wide-open Andrew Wiggins threes that he bricked, and then a wide-open Andrew Wiggins layup that he bricked, and then two Kelly Oubre bricked layups. Like, they didn't really defend the Warriors that well. Steph Curry created a lot of open shots for his team. They just didn't fall. I feel like after that, the game sort of got out of hand, and... The Nets are a lot deeper than the Warriors, but the Warriors could have done a lot better, just just based off how Steph played. Yeah, and of course, just like with all these games, it is just the first few games of the season, so it's not it's not time to make all your rash predictions now. Besides the fact that the Lakers do stink and LeBron's hurt and he's not going to be able to recover, uh, he has this. I think sprained ankle. He said he he wants to play on Christmas, but I don't know. Like LeBron did look hurt last night. He looked slow and, and sloppy and out of shape to me. 
Well, if I remember correctly, he said he wasn't going to touch a basketball the entire offseason. I'm pretty sure he, he made good on that point. But, I mean, this is like their training camp. They just finished playing yeah. 72 days ago. Like, I don't, I'm not going to overreact to this. Yeah. And, like, the All Clippers, like, that's – themselves up. Yeah, the Clippers, like, this is their finals. Like, this, this is their Super Bowl. This is what they care about. So, I mean, I guess congratulations on being back-to-back opening night champions. That doesn't, that doesn't matter at all. Sign of things to come for the Clippers. I, yeah. I think last, last year was just a practice run for them, and now, now they're all in this year. Paul George looked awesome. Yeah, he let's wait awesome, he does that in the playoffs. I, exactly. He, he always looks awesome in the regular season. He played great last regular season when he was on the court, but – uh, he can put up loads of numbers, but I'm not going to trust it until he starts putting it up in the in the playoffs. Uh, last night, uh, I will admit that I did go to bed at halftime, so I didn't see the second half. But I did see the Paul. I did watch the highlights just to just to make sure I was up to date on what happened. And Paul George was silky smooth, butter wet last uh, in, the, in the third quarter. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if I'd say all that. He he played very well. He. Uh, Scored the ball. He played great defense, but again, and Kawhi, the Kawhi Lakers seem like surprisingly Nick Batum resurgence. Speaking I mean, of haircuts, you can call one game uh, Nick Batum resurgence. I don't know. I I feel like the the as Hannah said the this is the Clippers were really trying in this game, and it felt like the Lakers weren't really trying that much, except when they were down by twenty in like the second quarter, and then they started trying for five minutes, and then the lead was like done. Yeah. They they didn't have LeBron on the court for long stretches of the game. They had Taylor Norton Tucker out there. Kuzma had the ball way too much. They just didn't seem and Marcus All was a complete negative. Or just a complete uh, nothing. They they didn't seem to really try that hard. And I feel like that's something that we need to take into account when we're talking about the game. Uh the uh the uh, Lakers fans should definitely get used to Marcus All being uh being a negative for the whole season because he is done. Should should be retired, like I've already said. But yeah, so I don't know if he should be retired, but he didn't play great in the Raptors Celtics series, and I feel like he's definitely on the downturn. Uh, Marcus All wouldn't even wouldn't even shouldn't even make a, a a um what's it called the the Spain League rotation. What's it called? Can someone help me out? Like like Real Madrid plays in this league. What's it like Euro League or something? Euro basket. Yeah, Euro League maybe. I don't know. Point of, point of the matter is Marcus Gasol is I think he's only 35 he looks about 85 but yeah so now rest of the league gets in action today uh, we also want to just get our award predictions on the record just because why I mean it'd be a fun thing to go back and see what we all thought and then see how how wrong we all were but yeah we've all prepared just quickly some uh some predictions for them for the major awards so where do you guys want to start? We might as well start at the most valuable award as the most valuable player. Well, why don't we start with the least valuable award to build tension? Well, Let's go coach you, of the year. Well, do you want to call out one of the awards as being least valuable? Because I think they're all pretty yeah. important. Well, they're all pretty important, but I, I'm fine with starting with either, but I feel like most valuable player is the, is the one you end on. All right, fine. Yeah. Coach of the year, who do you guys have? Uh, I got Doc Rivers. I have uh, I have the guy that replaced Doc Rivers, Tyron Lue. I have Monty Williams. Monty Who's Williams is my second pick. The Suns. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had Doc because I think the Sixers have a real shot to be like a top two seed in the East. And if they look a lot better than they did last year, because last year they were kind of a mess, 
then and with Doc coming in, I feel like if they look like a real basketball team and not just a hodgepodge and they actually play really well, he has a really good shot. Yeah, I have I have Monty because I think in that situation he's set up to have a big improvement this season over where they were. Like in the past seasons, it kind of started with that eight oh run in the bubble. I think his name started to get on more people's radars. And then this season they got CP3 and they made a bunch of other additions. So they're going to go from being like pretty clearly a non-playoff team for most of last season to being at least the six or seven seed, I think. So I think that's going to make him look good. And also everyone just knows he's a good coach anyway, and it'll give him an opportunity to continue developing some of the, the younger talent they have on that team. So I think that's all kind of pointing in the direction of what they like, the kind of narrative they like to award with these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I think, I I think Money, Money Lambs is a good pick. But I, I, with Lou, I was just thinking Doc Rivers and he, like the, the whole Clippers, they got all this buzz before last season. But now they've now, but now, like, same, pretty much same roster. And obviously, a couple of things are different with Harrell leaving. And uh, I, do they have anybody else leave that, that I'm missing? I think it's just Michael like a Green and Shamit. Yeah, so. I mean, but Kawhi and Paul George still there, still the top two guys. Doc Rivers can't make it work. It was all his fault, as Paul George said. And now they bring in a championship-caliber coach who elevates them to the number one seed in the conference. I mean, obviously the award's going to be voted on before they, before the Clippers make the finals, but he'll do that too. And then we'll see when they get there, how things play out. Well, I, my, uh, thing, my thing with okay. that, though, is like – it's not like there's significant improvement for them to make. It's like last year they were cocky and they blew it. And then this year, are they going to be less cocky? Like, is that the improvement they're going to make? Are they going to, are they going to jump one spot in the, in the conference standings? I think the Clippers are going to have the best record in the league. And that's why they'll, uh, he'll get the, he'll get the coach of the year. I mean, they may try and overcorrect from not caring about the regular season last year and really care about it this year. And there, there's a chance of that, but I, uh, I don't know. I think there's still way too many problems with that team. And well, I, I will say the Clippers have the best record in the league right now, so. Okay, that's fair. I, I can't argue with that impeccable logic. but After, after one know. night, Ty Lue is the coach of the year. Him and Steve Nash are tied for first. Yeah, I was about to say Steve Nash was my dark horse for coach of the year. I think he has a chance to. I think first, year, first, first year coaches shouldn't get get uh, get – nominated for this award i think that's too yeah i mean there, there I, can always there can always be some beginner's luck yeah but also for for a team that has so many different personalities and so many people are just writing off just because of the locker room if he actually gets the locker room to work then i feel like he has a pretty good argument for it yeah maybe but again it is just coach of the year so it's not like we should be spending all of our full capacity of energy on this so we can move on to the to the next one, most improved, which I think is just like Coach of the Year, just like those like the awards during the award show where you're like, can we just move on? Like, I, like I I think I'd rather watch a commercial over this right now. Uh, I have DeAndre Ayton as the most improved. I had a I had SGA. I had Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, when I was thinking about this, like I just went through all the teams quickly. And, like, the only guys I really thought of were Aiton and uh, Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And, like, Isn't I think Porter Jr. technically a rookie, though? No, because no. he, he was on the team the whole season last year. Yeah, yeah, but didn't he not play? No, he played a fair amount. No, I think he played, like, 60-something games. But, like, I, I agree, because I had Aiton kind of as my second 
one too. I, I, yeah. I feel like it's got to be one of those two, unless we get some like random one like Brandon Ingram. I mean, yeah, it happens all the time where like a random guy will win it. So this is, it's, yeah. I, think, I think this is the hardest one to predict, but at least like just coming into the season, it's got to be a guy like, like or it could be an SGA because he's going to put up stats. But I mean, it's pretty yeah. obvious that all those stats are going to be because he's the only good player on the whole team. Well, I was thinking Jamal Murray as well. He's, he's a possibility. I just don't see him improving that much. Like the bubble was, the bubble was his ceiling. I'm going to keep sticking on that point for a long time until I'm proven wrong. But even even if he stays at bubble level, that's like a drastic stay. jump from last from last. But, year. He's not going to stay at that level though. But the problem with winning that with winning the award this season is that we already saw how good he was in the playoffs. So if he yeah. just plays like that again, it's kind of just continuing the same thing. Yeah, it's a weird situation. For it's sure. kind of like Tatum. Like Tatum had that breakout in February. Like if he like yeah he like if you compare the start of last season to to the end of this season, then that would be one thing. But we've kind of like he like to win this award they kind of peaked at the wrong time like you want to peak in like December like well in a regular year in like December January and then have a pretty pretty breakout season but I think those guys have already had their breakout moments yeah plus I think we saw Jamal Murray he was really worn down by the end of the Western Conference Finals from having done that for like a couple weeks like I don't see that happening throughout the entire season which was such a condensed season too on top of everything else I guess, but I don't think every game you'll be being guarded by Kawhi Leonard or just LeBron James or something like that in the regular season. I think you'll be guarded by nowhere near as effective players because, I mean, you're not going to be playing against high-level teams every game. He was playing against two of the best teams in the league for several weeks in a row and playing at an elite level, and I think you can definitely carry that over. All right. I think sixth man is the next least valuable award. Uh, and uh, we can just say the next award. Well, I gotta keep with the trend. Uh, I think this one's a little bit of recency bias, but he looked awesome last night. And Car- that's Karis Levert. Yeah, I had him too. Yeah, me too. I think most people are picking him. It, it would, yeah. I think it, it's kind of his to lose right now, especially after if last he night. accepts his role. He's the third best player on that team, and if he if he doesn't make problems, and be like, oh, I should be in the Spencer Dinwiddie spot, and just runs that second unit and runs it well which is what he did last night. I think he's a cinch, yeah. I will say Jeff Teague, watch out, just in case. So, you, okay, okay, you're getting on me about how Mark Gasol is too old to do anything, and then you're out here saying Jeff Teague is going to win sixth man of the year? Well, two completely different positions. It's not, it's not like Jeff Teague's 35. He's like 31, maybe. Okay, we have, we have, also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off because I know whatever you're going to say I'm not going to agree with, but we have breaking news, so I have an excuse he, to do it. Wait, no, quickly. Jeff T has a missed a three all preseason, so. All right, continue. Moving on. This <laughs> is Rockets OKC may be postponed. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't that like that because that, that affects my fantasy team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who do you have? Who do you have? Uh, SGA. Oh, yeah. That's a... That's something. I, I don't know. It, it's it's crazy, the whole... If we want to get into the Harden situation quickly, sure. this it gets worse and worse with him. Like, every time we think, oh, he's finally done and he's just waiting for his trade, whatever, he pulls something like this. Like, why? It's just so... It bothers me so much that he seems so blasé about all the COVID stuff and just doesn't seem to care. He's just pulling a T.O. Like, they were talking about this on first take this morning. He's not dumb. 
like he he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he he hasn't load managed. He's played every game the last couple of years. He's tried super hard. It's not like he just becomes became some like lazy bum overnight. It's because he's trying to be a problem to force his way out. I, like well, no, I I I completely get that, and I don't think he's being a lazy bum or anything like that. I think he's just being a really irresponsible person who is doing all this stuff and putting people's lives at risk when we're in a global pandemic. And I think there are better ways to try and force your way Oh, out. yeah, I agree. I agree. It's incredibly selfish and stupid, but I mean, he's, like, a, he's, get... he's, an, he's an NBA star that's never been told no. Like, selfish and stupid behavior is exactly. not exactly a surprise. At this point, though, like, who, who wants to trade? Like, I know it's it's obvious that he's trying to get traded, and then when he gets traded, he'll, he'll, he'll clean up his act. But I mean, still, it wasn't like this was like some one-year thing where he was being being a brat like this that, that was that story that he's been doing this since his whole time in houston so i don't know who would i mean want he to has. He, right he's now. he's a fantastic basketball player and he's one of the best in the world and one of the best all time but he's just is best all time he has no one of the best all time yeah i didn't say he was the best player he's definitely one of the best of his generation but i don't know about i don't know about best okay, all time. that's not that's not that's not the main point though yeah yeah well, uh, no, I, it is now i was He's an amazing player, but he, this whole player empowerment movement, they, the players deserve to have their own agency and everything. But this is like too far. John Wall and Demarcus Cousins, this is their chance to be back in the NBA and actually do something, and reignite their careers. And all of his just like making problems and everything. Like I know the whole contact tracing thing isn't related to him. We we found that out, but it's still absurd how much, head how many headaches he's bringing to a new coach. The, this new team that's trying to figure out its identity and he's just he's pulling just like a Vince Carter and Anthony Davis he's just being the worst and trying to get out and I get wanting to leave but there needs to be a line drawn you know I kind of wonder how much that factored into the heat not wanting to trade for him because that's the by far the most disciplined franchise in this league as far as I can yeah. tell like that he would not have lasted there for a day and then if even if even they d- didn't think they could bring in and fix him then I mean who can yeah, like I don't. I don't know. If I'm the Sixers or the Nets, I'm not clamoring to trade for him right now. I don't think anyone should be. And, and to trade especially for him. the Nets after how good they looked. I mean, you already have enough enough yeah. uh, potential to go system. wrong. Yeah, and like, plus they need their depth too, because we know how injury prone their two best players are. Like, they would be dumb to give up that depth for Harden when you know he's going to be a problem anyway. I can't think of a team where it makes sense to trade it to him. Like maybe Denver. Flip Porter Jr. because this could be the height of his uh, ceiling value-wise. The Knicks. Value wise, the Knicks yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. I've seen some Celtics buzz, which I don't like because I don't that, want him on the Celtics. No. no, no, no I, I will guarantee that won't happen. Yeah, no, it's just going to be another like, star Danny Ainge like, almost traded yeah. for. You know, he's well, not I'm, I'm happy it. about it this time. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Brand will not, will not get dealt under Danny Ainge's watch. No way. Yeah, d- didn't give him, didn't give uh, Rand for Kawhi, so not gonna. I'm happen. just tired of the James Harden being a baby show. That's that's my yeah, official stance. I, I think I think the whole world, besides James Harden and maybe Lil Baby, agree with you. All right, the the next award, Rookie of the Year. Speaking of, oh next, wait, before we before we go to Rookie of the Year, I, yeah, who spoiled else? It. Well, who else do you guys my, think uh, has a chance for a six-man of the year outside of Karis LeVert? Jeff T. Maybe one of the Lakers. Because if they – maybe – I assume at some point they may move Schroeder to the bench just to improve the bench production. And Harold's still going to come off the bench, so. the bench. Okay, that's not important. That's not what I'm talking about right now. But no, I think bring the, in Harold because I'll win six-man if he goes to the bench, maybe. 
How? I was the two names I were think I was thinking was Jordan Clarkson or Tyler Hero. Yeah. Yeah, I was I thinking about Hero, but Clarkson yeah. Clarkson's not not versatile enough. You sure? I mean, he's he's about as versatile as Tyler Hero is right now. I don't agree. I think Clarkson is slightly less versatile, and Hero is more versatile. Fair enough. These are all scoring guards that can provide a spark off the bench, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. But I think we can all agree Karras is the best chance. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Rookie of the uh, year. I apologize. Obi Toppin. Really? Yeah. I have Lamelo. He was not one of the guys. I thought. Yeah, I had Lamelo as well. I had Lamelo at first, but then I then I I had it in pencil, so I erased it and wrote Obi Toppin because I think. Oh. I, I, breaking I, news part two: Houston Rockets Oklahoma City Thunder game tonight has been postponed. Ugh. Sorry, it's been officially postponed. Continue, please. Obi Toppin. Yeah. So I had Lamelo Ball, but then I was like, well. They brought in Hayward. They still have Graham and Rozier. How much? How much action is Lamelo Ball going to get in Charlotte? I mean, yeah, he's going to get some, but is he going to get enough? And Anthony Edwards, he, he's he's a, he's at best the third option on his team. James Wiseman, I mean, I guess he'd be a solid candidate because he's going to get a lot of minutes this year. But then, uh, like Okoro in Cleveland, I don't really don't know a lot about. Patrick Williams just has a very generic name, so he's out. Uh, and then I was going up the, up the draft order, and I was like, you know what, Knicks. The Knicks suck. Obi Toppin will be playing a good amount. Hell, he can win. I I think he has a chance. I went with Lamelo because uh, the the three guard rotation, him getting minutes, is a very interesting point. But I think that uh, Lamelo will probably make it just because I feel like he's getting all this press. He's on all of the NBA pages every time he does anything. The amount of attention that he's getting, if he doesn't get injured, and he's going to have a lot of shitty games, but he's still going to be a super flashy guard that's going to look great on the court. And just because of that, I feel like just the image wise, he's going to get it from that. He may not be the best rookie and I don't think he is, but I think he's going to get the award. My argument for LaMelo is I think he's just going to have more free reign and be in more of a like rookie of the year friendly system than Obi Toppin's going to be in. Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't really know about Tibbs as a coach. I, I don't really know if that's going to be the opportunity Obi needs to like, look better than some of these other rookies will I don't I'm just I'm kind of iffy but I I think more than other years I could definitely see this swinging a couple different ways yeah I think just because of how how even the draft was just in like with talent across the whole first round I mean it wouldn't stun me if like some like if Aaron Neesmith even played in the conversation a little bit or if like some some 22nd pick whoever that was Peyton Pritchard yeah oh, oh that was Pritchard right 22 so yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even mean to do that. So a couple Celtics watch out as usual, Celtics. But yeah, Obi Toppin. I mean, if, if, like you were talking about media attention before, like there can't be any more media attention if a Nick rookie is all having a great year. So that's true. Like remember with Kristaps, they exploded when he when he came onto the scene. I I don't think Obi Toppin is any Kristaps, but I think he could be a really good player. I think there's one name that we're not talking about as much. I think one we should give James Wiseman a bit more credit. Is I mean, if we're just going off the game last night, he was their second best player, and he's played what two or three professional basketball games since high school. I don't, I and just, that's hella impressive. I just think it's too hard for him to stand out in a team that's like kind of in the upper echelon of the Western Conference teams. These other players are on terrible teams, so if it really that's comes fair. down to it, they're going to have more opportunities. Yeah, I think uh, I will say with, being... with with Lamelo, if they didn't take Hayward, if they didn't sign him, then then I would pick him. But but the Hayward thing just made it weird. 
Yeah, also having Rozier and Graham is, it's just odd. And to Cody see Zeller get, getting post-ups, of course. Of course, you, you got to feed him. Um, but the name that I was, that is like my dark horse candidate is uh, Killian Hayes. Because he's going to have the ball all the time in Detroit. He's, honestly, he's been really impressive. And he definitely has a chance to win it because he's a really good player and he's a point guard. So he will always have the ball. And there's yeah, no one ahead of him point. like that. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll have some. Uh, he'll definitely have an opportunity. Whether he delivers is another thing. Because I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Big Plumley down there is going to be eating up some, some offensive production. Of course, who I drafted. Jeremy against, Grant so. needs his touches. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he just signed that he, that pretty big deal. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to be the number one option, right? Jeremy Grant, probably, maybe. Oh no, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah. Um. All right, and then next up, defensive player. So. Just to update everybody, we're one away from the MVP. I know how much you're looking forward to it. But before that, Defensive Player of the Year, I have Bam Adebayo. So do I. I, I don't. I have Anthony Davis. Nah, he's on the Lakers. I, I mean, I don't know. I Sorry. Oh, and I was just going to say, I as much as I don't, obviously, like, for my own personal interests, I don't want to pick against him. I just think that the Lakers are going to be rest, resting and maybe not trying quite as hard as they were in the regular season last year. And I think that's going to come back to bite him. And I still think we saw some flashes of just how much better Bam can get, even on top of where he already was last season when he mm-hmm. was in the playoffs, like with that Jason Tatum block, for example. Um, Don't bring that up again. <laughs> I just that, was, think, that was a sad moment. <laughs> I, just, I just think that like the, just where, based on where the teams are, respectively that's going to affect where who like who gets the award i, I don't think it's going to be honest again I'll, I'll say that though i mean i i'm a big uh i'm a big believer in picking the guy who's the best defensive player in the league as the defensive player of the year yeah he probably won't try but i mean again this could be he's 27 i think 28 this could be his year where he tries to go for the mvp defensive player of the year all that stuff and tries to like really dominate in the regular season and he proved over the playoffs that he's the best defensive player in the league. I think Bam has a has a high ceiling, and he can definitely improve. But I mean, for me personally, I had Giannis and Ben Simmons as candidates over Bam. I will I will personally guarantee that Bam Adebayo will one day in his career win Defensive Player of the Year. One hundred percent. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I do think like he'll he'll be up there because just it just like he is he is probably already a top five defender. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to pick Gobert because I hate him now. AD is a Laker. Giannis just Giannis won it back to back years now, right? Or, no, he's like no, no. He only won it last won year. It. Yeah, Gobert was back to back to the year two years before last year when Giannis won. And uh, yeah, like Embiid has gotten some buzz in recent years, but I, as soon as I said Bam, I was like, you know what? He's going to win. So. That's what I think. I don't know. I think Giannis doesn't really understand the concept of voter fatigue, and I think he's going to try and just be the best player in the league again this year. And I think if he hadn't won MVP the past few years, he probably could win it this year. But he won't get that because of voter fatigue. But Defensive Player of the Year, he could very well just out-try out everyone on the defensive end. And because he's so versatile, I could 100% see him winning it. And Ben Simmons definitely has an argument as well. Well, Ben Simmons could be uh, in Houston, maybe. So that, that, would, that wouldn't help his chances being on a, a bad team. Maybe. I don't know. He's just an elite defensive player. Yeah, he is. Well, he is. He's, he is he, at least he can do one thing really well, defense. Uh, 
All right, MVP, here we go. Um, you know, I, I want to go last this time. Okay, so, I'll, what? I'll go first. I'll, I'll, okay. Luca, that's my pick. Luca. Wow, I had Durant. Durant was my dark horse. I like I, Durant. So you guys might might have noticed that. Uh, well, no, only only two of the guys I picked are also on my fantasy team. But I just I don't know. I just Durant looks awesome. Um, come like I mean he's probably going to win comeback player of the year. I know we didn't predict that because that's that's even le- that's even less valuable than coach of the year. But I don't know. Like he. Are you looks guys want to do teammate of the year? Drew yeah. Holiday. You want to do like 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 highlight of the year? You want to guess who's going to have like the best dunk? With Durant. Guess Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. KJ Okpala is going to have a filthy dunk one one game. It's KZ Okpala. <laughs> uh, what, what did I say, KJ? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, got, I, got close, I got pretty close for, for that guy being like some ninth man. I, see, I, see, I don't even know what team he's on, but I've seen his name before. Anyway, Durant, Durant already looks fantastic. Um. Even in the preseason, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to keep getting better, or at least stay the same, which is obviously are already great. So, I don't know. I'm just – I'm feeling Durant. Like, I'm not, I'm not rooting for it to happen, but just what I'm seeing with my eyes right now, I got to go with it. Fair. I mean, Durant oh, has oh, a really good way, shot. Do you, do you guys see the TNT crew making fun of Durant's interview after the game? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. great. That was really funny. Yeah, it was, was really good. funny. Chuck's face. Oh my God. Like op- opening <laughs> no. night, they were already complaining about the blowout and Durant's. Like, he, like Durant was like looking behind, like looking a, like the 180 degrees away from the camera during the interview. Uh, yeah, I'm. I think he has realized as much as probably the rest of us in that the lack of actual analytical stuff in any NBA announcing is kind of sad. It, they they've gone way too far into the entertainment side and have stopped actually really talking about the game and have just, and at this point they just have guys who only really care about how the game used to be played and like this, like to diminish the players. Now, like Shaq was talking how AD shouldn't be considered a big man because he doesn't get in the post as much. And it's just, if we're constantly demeaning the players that are playing now, then how is that good for the league or the league's image? If the old stars don't respect the new stars. Yeah. And I know lots of, a lot of people have, complained especially the last couple of years that inside the nba is funny if you're already a basketball fan but for anyone who's just like kind of coming into understanding the game that's a terrible first look at it 100 percent. yeah if you're just coming in you don't know don't take it all with a grain of salt yeah yeah so i mean it sucks for anybody who for some reason is becoming a basketball fan now wasn't already but i mean it's still hilarious and i'm gonna watch it every single time I think it's on again tonight because the Celtics are on TNT. So, yeah, Celtics, and then I think Maverick Suns, which is going to be really yeah, fun. But yeah. So speaking of that, uh, going away from awards now, just to close it out, we do have it's got to be like 12, 13 games tonight. It's, it's a lot. Um, Thirteen. The two, oh, well, twelve now. Oh yeah, because they're Rockets game. But the uh, the two games that are on national TV, Celtics Bucks. So. At this point, honestly, how bad the Celtics looked in the preseason, even a close loss would be fine for me against a Milwaukee team that's that, that should be really good again. Uh, and then Maverick Suns, we got our first look at Chris Paul and Devin Booker together. And then we'll see what Luka can, can start his, what, what could be a really uh, emerging season for him uh, on opening night. Well, kind of opening night, kind of not really. Like So I guess last night was opening night, but tonight's like, like what, what would you call it? Two. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Volume, volume two. Also, I just want to go on the record and say that I've become really tired of just the lack of effort for the Celtics team whenever they don't need to put in effort and just the general lack of consistency with effort. Like in the playoffs, they would take off games, and now in the preseason, they just don't seem to really care. Like I know they're a better team than this, but they just don't seem to be putting in the effort during these games, and it's getting kind of tiring. I am scared that not having the the awesome home court advantage isn't isn't is going to hurt them this year because like how many times did they did they ride the crowd to like a fourth quarter comeback? I mean, it is probably overrated how much it actually helps, but it definitely plays a factor. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, I also wanted to ask you guys now that it's technically the start of the season, what is your guys's finals matchup prediction? Celtics Clippers. Celtics Lakers, Clippers. Like Lakers Nets. If I think if the Nets could just get to like that uh, deep would, in the playoffs in one piece, they're gonna beat anyone. That'd be even worse than Lakers Heat. I ha- I have Lakers Bucks. I think Bucks, Celtics, Clippers, and Lakers have got to be the four. And then I guess Nets. Well, Nets we've only, Nets. We've only seen a little bit because I, I don't want to. I don't want to throw them in there right away. But if they do this for a couple months, then yeah, they're going to be right there with with those. I'm sorry, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Sixers are up there. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Philly Philly could could really click, but Philly is going to be good. Well, we'll see if they, if they make if they make the hard move or not. Yeah, still, I don't know. Still, still have to see with them, but yeah, it should be another great season, another year where the Warriors aren't just going to win the title, which which we've now distanced from a couple of years now. That there are a lot of teams that can win it all, even the t- even with with those top six that we just mentioned, there are a bunch of like Dallas. We didn't even say Miami's trying to uh, stay in that in that top tier. The Raptors are still are still a, a pretty good team. Like the Phoenix thing, the Golden State thing, Portland. Like this, it just—I mean, the NBA is great. I think we all know that. But just as when you uh, when you start running through all the teams and all the different storylines, it really like it's like there's no better league in terms of night to night because NFL is only once a week. No one watches hockey, and then uh, like baseball isn't as popular anymore. But basketball is awesome. It's become a 12 month a year sport, and it's great. There's always something to talk about. Yeah, which has helped us out, of course. Yeah, I mean, you don't see us talking about cricket every every week. Yeah, I, there's not much because because we can't because because not, there's not enough drama in cricket. Exactly. Yeah, that'll do it. Twelve games tonight now because Rocket Thunder got canceled. We'll, we'll be back whenever we feel like it. We'll talk about some more basketball. Uh, but until then, enjoy the enjoy the regular season. Happy holidays.